Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. Okay, welcome back everybody to Divorce Stories and I'm your host, divorce attorney Dennis Vetrano. I mean, you guys have to be really excited about this. We've had so many amazing guests lately, but this is a really interesting one. We have Russell Hartley, a confidence and dating coach for men, a real life hitch, which is awesome to me. He's an author, social media personality and dating coach. He has sold thousands of copies of his courses and is helping people all over the world to develop confidence to improve their love lives. He's an infamous ex-player. Can we say that? Right. Okay. And he has reached millions of people by recounting his unique and controversial stories about dating experiences in Los Angeles. Russell, we are so thrilled to have you here. And we've chatted before on your live. So it's so awesome to be back together. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me back. That's great. Yeah, we spoke at last time we spoke. We talked about why. Why should men get married at all? If if they should. Yeah, the whole thing, because as a divorce attorney, obviously, you have firsthand experience in this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And as a guy that's helping guys, yeah. it's like, I hear it. I hear it. You know, I'm on the yeah. wire. People are telling me how they're feeling. And it's starting. It's, it's, they're, some men are making some compelling cases as to why they should never get married. But on the other hand, I understand the benefits, too. So we riffed yeah. about that a bit. I think that yeah. was pretty productive, actually. Yeah. Um, and yeah. As long as we came to some conclusions there that I think made sense to me. Um, and, I, and that's the same shit that I tell to this day my clients. I'm like, yep. look, guys. <laughs> this yep. is why, and if, and if anything outside of this box, then don't get married at all. But if you're inside yep. of this box, then you should. Absolutely. And we're going to get to that later on. So, so sure. listen, but, but here's the thing. You've got a lot to offer here. Let, can you tell us what a confidence and dating coach does? Sure. Yeah, sure. So a lot of guys that come to me and they're like, you know, it always comes down to the product. Like what's the product that they're going to get. Right. And they come to me and they go, right. Russell, I want to get the girl. How do I, how do I get the girl? You know, that's how it right. starts. And right. it's like, okay, well, let's unpack that, you know, a bit. Why don't you have girls today? <laughs> you see, right. and a lot of it has to do with their confidence. But that's, but confidence is like a systemic problem. Like if w- whatever's happening in their life to make them unable or uh, unable or unwilling or both to talk to women on the streets or like in, or try to meet and mi- mingle a bit. That's always like a challenge for them, you know. And right. you, you start to once you get into the details of their life, you start realizing the problem, what's making them suffer in dating, you know? So for me, it's okay. They want to get the girl. That's the dating part. Well, let's, let's back it up from there and let's work on building your confidence a bit, especially in your communication with the opposite sex. And that'll, that right there will bridge the gap to the dating part. So that's, it's, it's not just dating. It's, yeah. I'm not like a pickup artist. I'm going to teach you some like secret codes or whatever, or like right. perfect lines of text or lines to get them in the first place. It's more about how can we develop you as a person so that you're a better communicator, much more um, uh, happy, uh, outgoing and confident when you communicate with others, not just women, but with others right. in general. And through that process, do they get better with women? Does that make sense? Right. right. So Listen, folks. I was so impressed with how technical and analytical your approach is, really, honestly. And I'm not just trying to butter you up. I was really impressed with that. Right. Yeah. Wait, wait did you see all of the details, like in the, the metrics that we keep? Did I tell you about those things? No, no. Talk to me about that. <laughs> so, like, I, I come from a pretty corporate background. Like, my, the, the work that I did in the past was very corporate structure, and it's all about the data and the data tell story. And I'm a math guy in general. Like, I, uh, right. I have a degree in mathematics and I can't, I came from the data world, you know? And right. so like when I talk to these guys, I like track their performance. I, I have like some averages that I leverage and things. One of the biggest things, I'll, I'll give you an example of what that means. Cause it's, it sounds vague. I'm going to be clear. Uh, when I talk about average, I always talk about getting to your X number. And so this, this is in my ebook. Right. The X number is the number of try attempts that it takes to go and talk to a stranger, a strange woman, let's say, before she gives you a number, a phone number, right? Right. So then you, so that becomes one of those situations where it's like, okay, I know, you know, if I talk to a hundred women or whatever, one of them is going to give me a number. And as you get better, then you talk to maybe, maybe it only takes, you know, 20 women or 10 women or, you know, a lot, nine women or whatever. And if that's the case, if it takes nine women on average for you to number, then the game, the, uh, uh, the game changes, it becomes right. 
how do I get this girl to give me a number? You just go, oh, I just got to talk to nine. That's it. You see, right. and, then, and then they just go to a venue or whatever, and they just try to talk to nine people. And the goal is not how do I get her number? It's I just need to talk to nine people and I'll get one. And then, right. and then that it, it's a it's a way to adjust their thinking towards it so that they're not so mired in the thought of potential rejection. It's more about um, gamifying the like the statistics. <laughs> right, right. So, so I teach them that part and that helps develop their confidence because they're less focused on the individual rejection, more focused on just getting to the number. That makes right. sense. And that's and like as, a me- as your game improves, your number goes down. And that mental shift is amazing. That's awesome. So, right. that's, so the listen. Com- that's the confidence part I'm talking about. Right. So a lot of these guys, the old school guys, the guys that I like um, grew up with, are like the pickup yeah. artist types, you know, and they're always right. showing you how they fucking do magic tricks or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or like just making balloon animals things. or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They just say things or like they try to um, they try to manipulate the conversation to like get a, a, a higher than average sort of deal. I, I don't know. It's. It's it, uh, whenever I grew up and started dealing with these individuals directly, I realized that these tactics are very deceptive. Okay. Right. So I, what I try to do is try to take for my clients. Yeah. I try to make the, the mental shift happen from let's not focus on the rejection and let's just focus, focus on the, the averages, you see. And then if that, at least if they're thinking about that, they can still go through the process, whatever that, because you still have to go through it. You have no, no, the choice is trial right. by fire, right. but, <laughs> but but the answer is, is let's focus, let's shift from the rejection and focus more on the game. And then the right. game itself is, is, uh, makes it easier for men to keep their confidence up when they're talking from person to person. That makes right. sense. Cause not everybody's going to like, right. Even right. if you look like Brad Pitt, you know, it, you know, in his prime, uh, maybe, maybe less, but if you look at Brad Pitt in his prime, you know, many women for, for various reasons that oftentimes have nothing to do with you are still going to reject you. Yep. It's just the way it is. Like they're married or they're, you know, they're going through these things right now or mom just got evicted or a cat just died. Who the fuck knows? And right. I, but the point is, is that it has nothing to do with you. But men always internalize it. They think, oh, well, it's because I'm not good enough or I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm too whatever the fuck, you know. And right. then they, they get crushed by these feelings of inadequacy and it stifles the game so much that they end up just lonely dudes that then go down this rabbit hole of like ha- feeling like all women are bitches. They're not good enough. They're too ugly, whatever it is, you know, rather than right. focusing on the right things. And that's the, that's where the confidence training comes in. And I try to shift it from the negative and focus on the game so that they right. can just focus on that instead of like keep their confidence getting lower with each rejection. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's I got to That's what I do. So I got to ask you this. So, so you said on your website, you went from a small town dork to a Hollywood socialite. And, I, and I'm going to and I'm going to ask a question from that. How did you end up in this line of work? How did you get from where you started to this line of work? That's a great question, actually. Uh, it's funny because when I got out of school, let's I, I'll give you the answer. Let me get, this is a detailed answer. But let me give you the answer. OK, so I, I did everything right, you know, like because I was raised by parents whose parents were like post-World War II era, like get a good job, assembly line, you work at Ford Motor Companies for 30 years and you can retire, live good and, and everything's fine. Like, right. yeah, you get your white picket fence, you get a yep. mortgage, have a family, you know, it was, it was just the way things were. And then, so that was preached to my mother who then preached that to me, right? Cause she didn't, right. my mother, I was raised by a single mom, my parents are divorced. My mother didn't get a formal education, but she did very well for herself eventually. Uh, but during the time I was growing up, it was always the same thing. Go to college, get a good job, get a degree and all that stuff. That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did, Dennis. I went, yeah. I went to, I got the job. I got yeah. the, I went, I first went to school, kind of floated around there. Sort of no idea what I wanted to do, sort of fell into math and, and physics. And I sort of went down that road, graduated with that degree. Um, and then got a job at an aerospace company and worked for North of Grumman for seven fucking years, learning a lot of, <laughs> Things, building weapons for the for the government, which was a cool job. Don't get me wrong; I had a top secret clearance. I got to travel the world. There's some dope things that were associated with that. Right. But like, I'm looking around one day, and I'm like, I'm not fucking happy at all, man. Right. I was right. I was like I was I just I realized that I was in this thing not because I aspired as a young man to become like some aerospace engineer or some corporate liaison or whatever the fuck I eventually evolved into at Northrop. I just sort of fell into that thing. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. And for me, even in that job, it, uh, the, the started out as engineering, you ended up in the business side, which where I was much more vocal. 
Um, but I was doing that thing and I realized I was just sort of going through the motions, you know, yeah. Yeah. I had like a salary, good salary. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. complaining. I've been doing all right for myself, but like I went, I was just going through the motions. It wasn't something that it wasn't my path. It was like a path. It was like a stencil of a path that somebody else created before me and said, follow this. This is the key to your life. And then right. it got to the point where it was like, all right, what now? And it's like, we'll get married, I guess. You know, that's just the way it was. And I'm looking right. around at the, the climate of marriage, particularly in America. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that at all. And right. so what was happening is instead I was going out in Hollywood. I completely automated my job. So I was literally like not, I was not going to work because my com- computer was doing all the work for me. I'd answer the phone. That was about fucking it. Right. And so I was going out in Hollywood and um, spending money, hanging out with my guy friends and everything. And I was picking up girls two at a time, this and that. And, and one night I left a, a, a club called Hyde with two girls. And then this guy the next day that I didn't know, I just met him that night through some mutual friends. He hit me up on Instagram. And he was like, bro, I want to do that. What you did. Because he was early 40s, good looking yeah. guy, but he never really... What he said to me was, I've always gotten women, but never the women that like I wanted, you know? So he goes, I want to do that. And I, and I was like being, I was really bold and full of myself at the time. I don't know, (laughs) maybe still, but I was like, all right, sure. I was like, sure. $2,000 a week for six weeks in advance. And, and I'll, I'll get you set up. (laughs) And, and that's how it started. He goes, okay, bet. Send me the money. And then that's how it started. And this was like, years before like the government started printing all the money you know it was like like showering right. money on it now. Right, this right. was like this was like when 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 that kind of money meant something you know what i mean right like, oh, yeah yeah and for a picture dope you know and right. so uh that's how it started for me i helped this guy he ended up meeting um, a beautiful uh, uh like half american half malaysian model that had, was very successful ended up right. uh eloping with her and now they're still together to this day yeah and it's like Hey guys, I got, I got something here. And then, yeah. and then more people started coming to me because this guy, I'll, I won't say his name, but he was started telling his friends. And then these friends were like finding me in the city. And then it started yeah. like, next thing you know, I had clients happening. Yeah. Yep. It was like, it was crazy. Yep. It was very much like, um, like Ryan Gosling and, and crazy stupid love. And I was like, dude, yep. I'm really making a, a living here. Yeah. And yep. it was like, it was like big money, big, big transactions were happening. And I was like, why am I still working this job? You know what I mean? Right. And so I just quit. I just quit. No plan other than, well, this is going out. This is working out. Let me just do this. And it right. sort of just sort of fell into that thing. And it's because I had a, a huge interest in dating with women, particularly the social dynamics part. And I like, te- I like preaching. I'm a preacher by nature, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> so I like preaching this stuff. To others, yep. you know, and then and then them seeing the results. And to this day, bro, they're like texting me. They're like, "You changed my life. I can't believe I would have never done yeah. this had I met yeah. you." And stuff. It's just the gratitude. It's just yeah. dope. It's like I now yeah. I'm so glad that I changed career paths and haven't looked back since. It's crazy. But it's, you it's, love it's, it. You love it, and that's what I love about it. You love yeah. doing that sort of stuff. You love helping people to be able to get there. Right, helping the right people. Because let me well, say right. this. To be honest with you, I tell way more people no than yes. Way more people no than yes. But that's important. Uh, What's that? That's important. That's important to know because when you get to the height of your craft, you want it to be a good fit for both people because you want to be in it. You want to be totally in it with whoever you're working with. Right. A hundred percent. And then you always got the guys that are trying to take the shortcuts. You know, yeah, I had a guy one time. um, He had a he had like a week long pass over at Equinox. You know, he saw me over there working out. And he's like, he's like, bro, like, how are you going to help me get these girls, man? What's going on? And at the time, this guy's like five foot four, balding really, really badly, worked as a valet at a hotel and lived in his car. And I'm like, bro, yeah, like, you, you got to yeah. get a couple. You got to prioritize a few things. Right. Before you start trying to go out there and dating, dating beautiful women or whatever, you know, because it doesn't matter if you have good intentions or whatever, to me, you just look like right. an asshole. <laughs> you right. see what I'm saying? You right. look like some entitled dick that doesn't have to feel like they have to put in the work. The guys right. that I work with are typically, um, there's two types of people that I work with. One is like the guys that are younger, but they've been, they made themselves a success, meaning they've disciplined themselves. They've made an right. effective through an, you know, a, a, an effective thing in the world happen for them. And they're, they're like movers and shakers in their own right. And then, or, and, and those guys are successful, but they're socially awkward, so they need help, right? Right. Um, or I work with the guys that are on the other side of a long-term relationship or marriage, and then they're like, uh, 
um, man, my tools are rusty. I got to get back out there. Things aren't what they used to be. Yada, yada. Right. Like they're, they're used to like having a very, you know, dry conversations with their wife over text and not into flirting and dating again. Yeah. Right. So those are the right. kinds of people I work with young, successful people or older guys that are on, on the other, on the other side of a long-term relationship. That's it. Typically um, anybody that's like struggling financially, trying to get on, I got guys, no joke, hit me up all the time. And they're like living in their mama's basement, but they're trying to date models. <laughs> it's like, bro, bro, right. I mean, maybe you right. could, but like, I, I just, I think that you need to, you know, don't put the cart before the horse kind of deal, you know? Right. So, yeah. So my next question of the, was going to be to you, is there any guy that truly has no hope? Absolutely no hope. Yeah. So the guys that have no hope are the complainers, man. The guys that have no hope yeah. are the ones that, particularly ones that are addicted to drugs or alcohol. That's a big one. I always say hard no to those guys. Um, cause they're inconsistent. They, and then, and oftentimes those guys that are addicted to that stuff are always complaining, you know, right. they're, they're the guys that are like, they, they think that the world owes them something. They think that they're entitled to have the things that they have in their life, even though almost always has it been gifted to them, like by their parents or whatever. Um, or, and then, and if they're in a shitty circumstance, they blame it on everybody else but themselves. Yep. And those guys don't make for good no. boyfriends. They don't make for no. good boyfriends. They don't make for good husbands. And, and, and so those guys are looking for some sort of like um, dating hack or some sort of like uh, pickup line or some sort of like game. And you know what, Dennis, it yeah. might work. That actually might work for them. They right. might actually with some with the right lines, with a little bit of game and, a, and, and, and like some good look, you might actually get a girl, you know, like a high quality woman. Yeah. But then right. those relationships always end up really crashing and burning because those women yeah. quickly realize they see past the deceit. And then they go, ooh, like this guy's kind of a, a loser, you know, and then right. it gets, gets pretty nasty. If the women are insecure and they stay with the guy, they'll end up cheating on them or really nasty things happen, domestic cases, all these things. Like it's, it gets yeah. really rough. Uh, so yeah. I think that it's better to, for the man to be confident and congruent and, and consistent with his life first, then pursue women. Because the higher that you elevate your life, <laughs> the better, the, better right. the dating pool is for you, the options that are, are become available for you. You just need some um, social calibration and then that's yeah. it. Social yeah. calibration. I like that. That's, that's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, you can be super successful, but be really fucking awkward or you don't yeah. know how to dress yeah. because nobody taught you. You've been dressing some in the same clothes since, you know, you were in high school wearing top dog T-shirts or whatever or, yep. or, or, or cargo, cargo shorts and sandals like wh whatever. You know, you just we so with a little bit of education on style with a little bit of education on, on social acumen and practice. Yeah. And then, right. and then the balls that it takes to approach a stranger that you're attracted to you, you combine all those things together. It's only a matter of time for you're going to find success. So really you just need a hype man. And let me tell you the difference between me and like your boys. Okay. Cause you'll go out with your guy friends or single guy friends. Yeah? yeah. And those guys, you go out, you know, they, they oftentimes these guys will meet each other at bars, whatever gyms, maybe. Um, where they they meet one another and then in the spirit of hey we're both single we're both single and we're trying to you know get back out there and meet girls let's go out together right. and they'll sort of like form a, a camaraderie between them and then they'll right. like go out and then try to get girls that's sort of a natural thing that we all do right. and and that's great that should you should do that that's a good way to start meeting new friends and and men should have male friends and so they start doing that but the problem is is that those guys they're they're self interest they're self motivated so. Even if, even if you guys are, you go out and you get along when you go out into the real world, maybe that, maybe you start talking to a girl and then you go to the bathroom and then your boy's like trying to, trying to get her and all these yeah. other things, you know, yeah. they don't really have your self-interest in mind. They don't really have your best interest in mind. So for, they, they pay guys like me <laughs> to be in their ear and actually care if they get laid or not. Like I yeah. really do. It reflects on me, you know, I'm actually <laughs> right. in the corner. I'm right. like, I'm on the sidelines, like get him rock. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like he's chasing right, so, a chicken and then what was that Rocky two or whatever it was? Right. I'm the best wingman they'll ever have. Like right. it's really that, you right. know, because I, I, I have a vested interest in seeing them be successful and seeing them improve and they get generally successful and socially, but also have specific successes with the, with the women that they choose to uh, approach and maybe uh, subsequently date. And so seeing that happen and unfold, and then me caring about that and then making sure that they're being, making the adjustments they need to make so that they get better and more calibrated and more socially acceptable and not, and not cause a lot of guys that are rusty or, or not are new to things, they come off very weird and strange and awkward and, you right. know, off putting or quiet, too quiet. And it's a little creepy. Right. You know, there's a lot of things um, yeah. that they just need to help with. And so what I do is I help them 
come out of their shell by providing the energy that they need for that to happen. And then also setting up the, the plays for them in real life so that they have the opportunity to like isolate right. and talk to the girl they want to talk to, things like that, you know? Right. Like, so when they're with me, it's like the best possible thing that can happen will happen because I'll make it happen for them. Right. You see, I'm creating right. the opportunities, you know? Right. And so, and then with a little bit of coaching, they'll like start to get better results than if they were with their boys that just sort of hope, hope for the random scenarios to happen to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you yeah. think there's a specific challenge you think different from working with other, with other groups of guys for the guys that are divorcees, the guys that have been married for 30 years and they're out of it. And then like their confidence is completely trashed. Like these guys are like out there, like, where do we even start? Yeah. The older guys that are getting back, like say post-divorce guys that have been, yeah. you know, with the same woman for 12 years or whatever, you know, they have kids right. and all that stuff and, and they haven't had their dick sucked in three years or whatever it is. Right. Um, they, <laughs> they, to get back out there, their confidence is so low. Yeah. Like they, 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 they feel older. They, and here's the thing about older guys. They still like the 20 year olds, no different yep. than, if, than if they were in them in their twenties, no different. So yep. you got a guy who's forties and fifties. He still wants to date a 26 year old woman. Yep. <laughs> it yep. changes not yep. no matter how old the guys get. So with that being said, um, the challenge is, is that they're much older. So they, they need to be like, if you're much older, you absolutely can date. Uh, in women in their twenties, but you yourself need to have a dope life for that to happen. Like you need right. to be not just financially secure, but on the plus side of that, you need to, you need, actually need to be interesting. You need to actually be doing cool things. And, and if you can set your life up properly, that's realistic. You could date 20 something right. models, whatever, you know, that's realistic. Some right. guys don't necessarily want that. They just want some, they just some, they want basically a replacement for their wife, you know, more or less. But when, right. but in, what the reality of it is, is especially in places like LA, they go out to these places and they, they're trying to talk to these beautiful 20 somethings, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, for the older guys, it is a bit more challenging because they're older now. And usually older guys are sensible and therefore they're boring. And their 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 life is like they got they got awesome mutual funds and Roth IRAs and they get their little real estate investments and they got their stocks and they, you know that's what they fucking know. But it's, right. but what they actually do in their life is very boring. So they try to like, I don't know, have a few drinks and then turn into Mr. Hyde, you know, from Dr. Jekyll uh, to Mr. Hyde, right. you know, and they try to become something they're not. And then, and then them are trying to uh, impress older, you know, younger women. Um, and that's, that's a challenge. That's the part that's challenging. I think the most, uh, right. but it's, but it's, it's not an insurmountable challenge. It just means that they need to have a better life than the kind of boring, sensible one that they had with their wife or, right. you know, a long-term relationship, right. whatever. So right. yes, I, I would say if, if out of any of them, that's the most challenging younger guys that are successful are easier uh, yeah. because it's easier to sell it to a woman than they a younger guy, you know? Right. Um, but like, it's harder to be, you know, in your forties and fifties trying to date 26 year olds, but it's not, it's not possible. Like it's, you, you can absolutely do those things. Of course, right. just say that you just need to have a life that's set up for that. That's all. So that, that part takes more work. Um, and, and, and then people, human beings are like really bad, um, creatures of habit, you know, so that they they follow this sort of pattern. God, Dennis, they follow this pattern all their life, you know, and then I come in and say, okay, your life is lame and let's, let's do an overhaul for that. And it's a very exhausting process for a month (laughs) of trying to like change and make their lives actually something that's exciting to anybody, you know, outside of just being a lonely old man. Right. So that's, that is the challenge. That's, a, that's more, it takes more work. Um, but it, it, it just depends. It, it's a case by case basis. It depends on everybody, but I would say generally that's a bigger challenge. Okay. So the guys that you see, I got a question for you. Are they generally mm. looking for serious relationships? Are they generally looking to get married or stay single or just get laid or what, 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 what are you finding on your end? Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll, the answer is, is I pull them. I, I ask them, you know, they can, whether they come to my website, or they come to me or whatever. We always ask the same three questions like, what do you want? And then we give them some answers, right? We say, what do you want? And the, the one is, I want a serious long-term relationship or girlfriend. The other one is, I want, um, they, the other one is, is I want to have fun right now and settle down later. And then the third one is, I want to be like a playboy, think like Hugh Hefner, yeah? Right. And so, so 97% of them choose the first option, which is I want a serious relationship or girlfriend. Oh, interesting. That's really the case. And, yeah. and you would be surprised because I would think that guys want to just be these playboys, but most guys perceive that to be like way too much energy and rightfully right. so I can understand that it is a lot of energy to date or juggle, you know, three or four right. girls at a time, whatever it is. 
right? <laughs> it's not for everybody. Uh, but but uh, I respect that. That's that's fine. I think they just want a partnership and consistent and a consistent sex life, and you know somebody they can be proud of you know dating and so on. So that's typically the answer for for men, regardless of their age, young or old, same. Interesting. It is interesting. You would think that the young guys want to be super prolific or whatever. And that's not the case at all. They want, they want a hot, um, serious committed monogamous relationship with a girl. Okay. With, but it's gotta be hot though. That's the thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and they'll be more promiscuous if the girls that they're dating aren't particularly hot. Like they're okay. They'll date two or three of those, but if they find a really hot girl, they'll like want to lock those down right away. Insecurity, right. or maybe they found a partner for them. Uh, I don't know. Either one. <laughs> it really right. doesn't matter to me, the justification. That's typically what I see. So how many of the guys that you work with end up getting married again? And it's and I and I'm and I'm really focusing on the divorcees. How many of the divorcees that you work with end up getting married again after they well, after well, you find the them thing. the right person or they find the right person through working with you? Yeah. So to be clear, uh, I, I before the uh, COVID, I was hands on and I would work with clients directly, one on one, ultimate wingman style. Gotcha. Like I, gotcha. I, gotcha. I, then COVID happened and everything swapped to an online platform. So yeah, the I numbers see, see. change for one-on-one -on -one and the coursing, the coursework. We've, we've got a lot of success with the coursework and people are saying that they found their girlfriends and their wives. Those numbers are on my site, of course. Oh, great. But, then, um, but for the people that I work with, all of the people, my thing is, is I work with them until they succeed. That's it. We go week after week after week after week after week until right. they either have a girlfriend or start dating seriously. And then either, the ones that I work with to this day, only two of them. And I've, when I personally, I've personally worked with um, hundreds of guys and then uh, 40, 43 or 44, it's in the four early young, early forties of older guys that I've worked with. Only two of them are like back out there doing it. They're all more, more 98% of them, 96% of them, I guess, is uh, are either in a serious committed monogamous relationship or dating. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm married. We're married. So okay. like that's that's where it's at right now. But again, that's it's been literal years since I've worked with individual clients one on one like that. It's been all all I do now is like coursework. So it's more mass, more for the masses, you know. But they okay. do get back out there. They do get back out there. But they need a young guy like me to kind of hype them up and get them back into the swing of things because it can be very challenging for them. Uh, right to like find that and all their friends are older, all their friends are married. They got kids and obligations. They're not going out and shit. So they typically want younger guys. Cause also the younger guys will try the younger girls, you know, so it's a whole thing for the older guys too. Yeah. But they're, they're either, they're either dating now or they're married. Uh, they're, they're married. I get invited to the wedding. Sometimes I go, sometimes I don't. It just depends. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Tom. It just depends. It depends. I have guys, that, a lot of the older guys that are on their second marriage or whatever, they get married quickly. Like they, it's yeah. like fast. They don't, yeah. they, it's not like this huge engage, long engagement. It's not this huge event typically. Right. Um, they're, they're, they're running off to Vegas or they're, or they're going to the courthouse kind of deal. That's a lot of them. It's crazy right. actually. But I think, you know, once it's not your first rodeo anymore, you make it less a big deal. Yeah. The financial obligation, yeah. I suppose, is a big part of it, too. I, I, it's hard to say. Um, but a lot of them are, you know, they're seriously dating. Some of them will be like, I'll never get married again because they went through a really nasty divorce. Right. You know. Right. Um, but they're but they're in a serious relationship. Nonetheless, they're just not getting they're not signing the contract. <laughs> the right. government paperwork. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. But here's the yeah. thing. You know what? Honestly, what happens when I see when I get have men come into my office at women and women, for that matter. What I find in the long term marriages that are breaking up, that are fracturing the divorces, is their life has gotten to a point where it's nothing that they really wanted it to be. And in many of them kind of, as you described before, kind of fell into that process, ended up getting married. And now all the things and this isn't for everybody, but I mean, the divorce couples that I'm seeing is all of the things that they love, all the things that have made life exciting and interesting and motivating are gone. So when you tell me you're kind of helping them, forgive the expression, reconstruct their life in a way that's exciting and interesting and motivating. I think that's a positive right there, don't you think? Yeah, well, I'm just trying to, we're trying to recapture their balls, man. They lost some lost some <laughs> the That's right. really the answer. Like, they, you know, they become sort of a subservient. The men particularly have become some sort of subservient um, person to their wife, you know, happy life, happy wife kind yeah, of yeah. ideal, yeah. which then it oftentimes for them turns into them just being, yes, dear, keep their head down. Don't buck, you know, buck, you know, buck too much. Don't shake, don't um, shake up the waters too much simply because they want to keep their wives happy. And then what happens is that the women start losing respect for guys that just get trampled over. And it's like, 
the guys often feel in this, they get in this trap, right? right? So it's like the women will be on them. And then the men, because they don't want to cause it, they don't want to fight. They don't want to cause any problems. They'll just say, yes, dear. And then do whatever the fuck they tell them to do all the time. And then uh, over time, that treatment will then cause the women to lose respect for the men because they're just getting run over. They're they're just being plowed over and they're not standing up for themselves. And they're not like, they don't have the ability to tell the woman that they're married to no, or like, I'm not going to do that. Or, or kind of like allow themselves to be pushed to the point where it's like they become docile men, you know? Right. And I'm not saying men need to be aggressive or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that men need to stand up for themselves and create boundaries for themselves, even at home, you know? And so what happens is that these men will allow that to happen. The women will trample all over them sort of incidentally. It's not on purpose. They just, it just sort of happens that way. Right. And then, and then the women start losing respect for the men. And then now the women aren't attracted to the men anymore. They don't want to suck their dicks anymore. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. Totally. That's what happens, you know? And then the men kind of devolve into these like little, Yes, subservient man children is really rough. It's right. really rough. Right. Um, but and and then worse than that is that they these men will get into serious committed monogamous relationships before they even become before they even take full responsibility for their own lives and instead are like jumping into a relationship to with a woman that basically replaces their mother and they and they the ends their girlfriends and their subsequent new wives end up doing everything for them and sort of mommying them and pampering right. them and doing right. all these things. Um, for them that their mother would do. And they're, and they never got to the point in their life, the young guys where they're like um, completely self-sufficient autonomous men that have, yeah. that have strong convictions and, uh, and stand, that yeah. stand by them and everything. They end up just yeah. sort of these like young boys with Peter Pan syndrome that are now just, I guess, dating because we fuck lately. And then, right. and since we're, and since we're fucking, we must be dating. And since we're dating, well, it's been about two years, I guess we should get married because right. that's what she wants. And, 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 cause she doesn't want to invest her time in a, into a guy for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. Cause women are keenly aware of their time. Um, right. and, and then she's like, well, I need to know where this is going. And then he feels, pregnant, therefore he gets married to them or engage, gets engaged to them. Um, and then they get married and th- there's no, there's no becoming a man part ever. Right. Fucking ever. And so therefore they end up in these relationships where the women are kind of dictating the situation because the guy doesn't want to fight. He still wants to get laid. So he just tries to keep her happy. And then because of that, it ends up doing the opposite thing with it, where right. he's just trying to keep her happy. And then because right. of that, she, he never gets laid, yeah. you know, and then the yeah. women can't even fathom putting his dick in her mouth. And that's so important. And it just gets, <laughs> just gets, it just gets like gone somewhere. You know, and it's it's just because that's just not what we do lately. And it's just and then next thing you know, it's been years. And then these guys literally cry to me about it. And yeah. I and I just want to tell them to stop being such a bitch. And they've yeah. let their wife make them into a bitch. And that now they're single yeah. again out on the market and they don't even know how to navigate or talk to a, a woman like a man. It's rough. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they come to me to give them a, a wake up call. And it's and it's often a, a harsh realization. Um, so I get them back into the gym. I get them doing fucking squats again, get some testosterone flowing. You yeah, know? I yeah. get them dressed again. I, I teach them yep. that it's okay to be a man and that you don't have to apologize for everything. You don't have to bend to every whim that some new woman that you're dating has and all that stuff, because that's what they're used to when they were dating, when they were married, you right. see. And, right. it, and, it, and it's just, it's, it's a, it's a hard sort of reprogramming that I have to do with a lot of the older guys, you know, that are yep. on the other side of the marriage. Yeah. Um, and so when people, when, when I say re- get their balls back, that's exactly what I mean. Right. Cause it's a real right. challenge for a lot of guys that are in a serious long, cause then they, they come out of it and they go, I can't believe she would cheat on me. I can't believe she would do that to me. And it's because somewhere along the way, she lost respect for you. Right. And as soon as the woman right. loses respect for you, your sex right. life is over, right. gone, done. Right. If you're, if right. your woman thinks that you're just a pushover cuck, you're fucking done. She's yeah. never gonna. She's never gonna look at you the same. It's all. And if she's still yeah. there, out of I don't know, commitment to her family or whatever it is, right. um, that's right. that's one thing. And that, but she will be looking elsewhere. And and then when the opportunity arises, she will be sleeping with the bread maker or whatever the fuck the milkman, yeah. whatever it is. Um, anybody but you, because once she loses respect for you, it's over. And women, right. unfortunately, um, it they'll sort of and people do this. Not just women. I'm not just yeah. trying to tag on yeah. women. People do yeah. this where they sort of like transgress a little bit 
They try to yep. take inch kind of deal. And right. if they can, the next time it's a little bit more, a little bit more, right. a little bit more. Right. That's why I say it's incidental. I don't think that women are insidious. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying incidentally, you end up with this guy that's just sort of your like, I don't know. Uh, it's like you just you're just bossing them around and they just yes, right. dear, anything you right. say. And next right. thing you know, you can see it on their faces. You know, they're they're hanging their heads, you know, low, handing their paychecks to their wives week after week. Yes, dear. Right. And then and then the next thing you know, it's just like he goes, I can't believe she would do that to me. Big, big right. victim. Like you right. lost yourself along the way, you know. Right. Um, so that's yeah. Reclaiming their balls is a big one. And it takes a lot of time. To, but to I will tell you, in as, in as many as as women as I've dealt with through the divorce process, a lot of them are saying similar things, not using the same exact words, but the same things. Once you you once you lose the respect for that person on the other side and it's not it's just over. sex, it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's all gone then. So yeah. there needs to be mutual respect and you need to be out there kicking ass. I heard something yeah. once before that said, um, the guy did that. I can't remember something, something on TikTok. He said, I'm not a nice guy, but I'm a good man. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. He goes That's out there and he kicks ass <laughs> and he and he cares about his family. And he, you know, like he's there for his kids. Like he's get, you know, works his job, is responsible for everything. But he's not a nice guy that's going to be walked on. And he's like and, right. and my view has always been I'd rather be a good man than a nice guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody would say that I'm a nice guy personally. Uh, I, I can be nice, uh, but yeah, I, I understand exactly the, the, the expression. Um, I think that that's the, the case. Sometimes you got to leave. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do as a man. And sometimes the women aren't going to like it, but they'll respect it. That's the important part. Like it might not be the most convenient thing for them, but if you're just saying, this is what I got to do, it doesn't matter what you say. I'm going to do this regardless. Like right. the, it's an inconvenient thing for women to hear. They don't like hearing that typically. Um, and I understand why even it makes sense, but it's like, look, I got to go do what I got to do. It's not, nothing you say to me is going to change that. I, I just got to do what I got to do as a man and that, and then you just go do it. And then that's it. You know, stay what you're going to do and then mean what you say and fucking do it. And then yeah. regardless if they're okay with it or not, they'll understand that you got to do what you got to do as a man. And right. then that will, that will allow <laughs> for respect to still be there, but you got to be crushing it out there. You, you cannot, you cannot be broke unemployment, relying on her for the family income, anything for very long. You can't be doing any of that shit. You got to be out there yeah. super effective in the world and yeah. in your community and with your people and people got to yeah. look to you with respect and all these things. And that matters. And what's happening is that nowadays women are making more money than men because they yep. create an OnlyFans and make a fuck ton more money. than men. <laughs> they, can, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they can do that. I mean, uh, they my can, chance they for that career was way in my rear view. <laughs> <laughs> that's right they can they can hook up they can hold down a job you know women can hold down a job for longer and then men will go out there and then they'll they'll won't earn as much or whatever and it definitely affects the dynamic the respect starts to go down you know 100 let me ask you this if you're if your woman makes the majority of the income and you go hey i'm gonna go i'm gonna buy a couple of fishing rods and go out fishing with my boys this weekend she's gonna go whose money did you buy that with? you know like, <laughs> right. right. those fishing rods you know what i'm right. saying and right, so that, that the respect starts to go down. Yeah. And I'm not saying that two family income, two family or uh, two incomes to a household isn't a good thing. And that women right. should be able to be able to work or whatever if they want to. That's totally fine. I'm just saying that as a man, you need to be fucking crushing it, like doing way better. And so that way you can go buy a fishing rod. You can go out with your boys and things. And even if she doesn't like that, you're going fishing for the weekend. You'd be like, well, I'm, I'm bought these things. I'm going out with boys. I'm just got to do this. You know, it is what it is. She'll respect you for it at least. And that's right. and that's a good that's a good healthy dynamic to keep everybody happy at long term, you know. But if you say, oh, hey, if you come to your wife and say, hey, honey, can I go fishing with my friends? I'm going to buy a fishing pole. Will you allow me to have some money so I can buy a fishing pole? And then can I go fishing with my friends this weekend? She she might comply even, but her respect for you is just going to go down subconsciously, man. Right. It's just not a good look. And then that shit over years is not is not getting them excited for you and it ends up that's when the, the really crummy things start happening in relationships. You know, the men start having feelings of inadequacy that snowballs really bad. That energy translates really well, transfers with the women really, really well. Then yeah. now next, you know, they're having affairs and all this other stuff is not, it's not good. It's not good. Right. Right. And then that, and that process can drag on for years, you know, and then that definitely affects their ego confidence for the men. 
big time. So they end up on the other side of the relationship going, huh, I don't know what went wrong. And maybe they don't know what went wrong because it's all these little small little transactions that happen throughout the whole relationship right. cause you to lose respect for you. And then now you feel that now you lose respect for yourself and your confidence is really, really low. And you have a really hard time talking to new women. You know, you don't think right. you can get new women because you feel like you're so low. So that's the whole confidence training part. That's the important part, bro. That's the whole right. thing I got to work on with them. I got to reshape their whole fucking life. Yep. And so that's what it takes. Um, I typically don't work with guys that are like never been in a relationship before, never had a girlfriend before. I work with guys that need some repair, you know, emotional repair. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Now I got a question for you. So you're helping people build confidence. Have you yeah. seen after the fact, and you've seen some of the guys after, after they've been successful, right? I'm sure you have contact with them here and there. It run into them here and there. Successful How, with women. Well, my question is if you're, you're working with them, you're working with them to build their confidence. Have you seen yeah. that pervade every aspect of their life? And I don't mean just dating. I mean, everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. friends. I mean, I mean, publicity. I mean, success in their company or their career. Have you seen that kind of pervade their whole life after working with you? Because I would imagine yeah, that it sure. would. Yeah, sure. See, confidence is sort of a, as an emotion that you have. That's like a it's like a, a culmination of all your successes in life that sort of create this whole sphere of confidence for you. Yeah. So right. like whether if you're like, say you, you started a business and you start seeing some success with that business, even small and then maybe right. even big. Like as you start to see that, your confidence as a person grows because you go, yeah. oh, I'm actually effective in the world. I can create, I can make, put something out there and it be good and valued by people. And then it yeah. grows in, in, in dollars and that will affect your confidence. And that translates to every single aspect of your life. Once you start doing dope shit and being able to afford dope shit, like you start feeling yeah. legitimately like a boss. And, and yeah. then people start looking at you. It, yeah. it changes everything, bro. Like I yeah. drive a, a, a McLaren, a McLaren um, 720S. It's a dope ass supercar. And then I just roll up and then people are like, oh, fuck, who is this guy? <laughs> you know what right. I'm right. It's the craziest shit. And like you start, right. you start to feel it. And then that affects every single thing in your life. You think that I'm going into that business meeting looking weak when the valet just took my supercar in ballet mode. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah. a whole different thing. And the same thing applies to women. When you start dating the supercar of women, you know, this right. person, this, what we all perceive as high value person selected you, selected you over who the fuck else ever that they could, you know, right. then that of course affects your confidence. And of course that translates with you and everything that you do, people start calling you a lucky man. And it's like, I, and then you go, you, you know, it's like, well, it's a little luck, but it's more, it's mostly me. <laughs> you know I mean? when, yeah, you start, right. when you start feeling that way, it translates to every, it permeates everything you do. Even your little small little interactions with the barista at Starbucks or whatever, but it's just higher energy. It's a higher vibration because as you have success in any area of your life that matters to you, um, particularly money, particularly in your love life, uh, you start really starting to feel that energy translate to everything you're doing. You see what I'm saying? Right. I think money more than women, actually, uh, right. but because you get more options when you when you get more successful. Uh, but still, both, both. Of course, the confidence translates always. It does because we're not just like an autonomous thing with one avenue that we focus on at a time. We're a whole person with a whole life, and all of it ties together. If you're if you're weak in one area, it affects everything. If you're strong in an area, it affects everything, and so on. And as you shore up those weaknesses, particularly the areas that you care about. That whole the confidence that you gain from those wins, the success, the success of wins, affects everything in the whole sphere that is your life. That makes sense. Yep. And you yep. exude it. Once you have it, you exude it. People feel oh, yeah. it. People react you're, to you're it subconsciously. Whole, yeah. And I'm not into this like woo-woo shit or whatever, but your whole vibration changes, you know. Like yep. literally, like you start, you start communicating differently you the way that you the energy in your voice and how you carry yourself and your body language all changes when you start having successes and uh, whether that like i said monetarily or or with women both both like right. there's no there's no guy that feels like the man uh that doesn't feel like the man if he's got five got five girls on his line trying to hang out and get on you know yeah <laughs> if his if he doesn't have an empty bed at night you know he's not very lonely yeah. uh he's uh he's doing good and he's and he's carrying that with him in his day to day. You know, it's funny. The guys that do the best with women are the guys that have girlfriends. Yeah. It's rough. That's like the dark side of it a bit. But yeah. if, if, you have a girl, if you have a girlfriend, you have like the confidence. You're like, I don't need this. 
I'm, right. I'm already abundant in sex, in a sex life and, and love from intimate, intimacy from a woman. I'm good. So I can take it or leave it. And that changes the way you communicate. Same thing with money. The more money that you have, it's like, I'm good. Take it or leave it. I'm not desperate to try to find the next thing to make me a little bit. Of right. You're like, you're just fucking strong, you know? And so when right. you're a guy that has two or three girls <clears throat> on his line, ready to go out at any time, it's like, that of course that confidence carries with them in their right. interactions with other women. You get what yeah. I'm saying? It's it all it all affects one another, like I said. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course it does. Of course it does. So though you focus a lot on men, you do have a course called How to Meet High Quality Men and Avoid Players for Women. Now I will tell you, if you watch your TikTok videos, there's some really useful stuff for women as well on that on your TikTok page. I've watched the yeah. videos, I think they're awesome. So tell yeah, me a little yeah. bit about that. Any quick tips you could give the ladies? Yeah, of course. Okay, so women, I have way more women followers than men by a lot, per- particularly because of the stories that I tell. I think it's like hot gossip tea, you know? Whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. They indulge Too in hot that. for television sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> for real. They indulge in that, I think. It's, it's like curious, you know, they want to see. But also I think what women want, because women are nosy, you know, and they want to they know like the inside track, like what the guys think, you know. Right. What does a man think about this situation, you know, because they want to gather all this information and yeah, yeah. on it and, and then talk about it to their friends or whatever. And so I think that the reason why I have more women followers than men is because they want to hear my insights towards things, what a man thinks about things. Yeah, uh, right. it's pretty common. And because of that, I'll go live on my TikToks or whatever. And then I'll go live. And then literally it's like all the questions that I get are from women. They're like, how do I do this? How do I do this? What happens if he says this? And it's like, oh, where do I find guys? Where do I find guys like this or whatever? You know, I get that all right. the time. And so right. um, I, I, to be honest, I'd much, I'd much prefer to work with the guys because I think women have enough to do. Um, uh, and I don't really need, I don't really, I don't, it doesn't resonate with me as much to like help the, help the women out because I think they got a lot of resources out there. And for men, especially in this field, <clears throat> it's not well represented. The guys in my space, um, I don't agree with fucking most of them. I think most right. of them don't see it from women. I think most of, I think most guys in my space, um, they, they have a following or whatever because they just fucking hate women. They, they like bash on them. Like it's like they right. get angry or they're frustrated. What it really is is that they're frustrated with the way that women are behave. And because they're not getting the women that they feel they deserve, they get frustrated and then they just discuss that which causes right. a spiraling effect for them to just end up fucking resenting women altogether. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's not helpful for men at all. No. If, in, in fact, if you can understand what a woman wants and out of a relationship with men in general, um, you, you'll do far better than, than end up saying, oh, she only likes guys that are successful and all that. And, and I tell guys like that, and I'm like, of course, why wouldn't women want a successful guy? Why wouldn't they want to date the best possible partner that they can get just like you would? asshole like of course of right. course that's, that's what they want and what are, you're mad at that you're mad that women don't choose you because you're too lazy to make your life better and dope like is that the real problem and that's and right. of course that's the answer and they when i say that to them sort of hold up the mirror they go oh shit yeah you're right and it's like of course women want to date a successful good-looking guy <laughs> what right. why the fuck right. wouldn't they you know and, and as a man, of course, you want to date the hottest possible woman that you can. You know, of course you do. So, like, what are you mad at women for? You see, right. maybe instead you should improve your life in such a way that's significant that you'll actually right. get the women that you want rather than just being angry that they're able to date guys that are better than you. You, know, right. you see, so the people that are in my space that represent men in my space are all teaching men, fuck women, red pill, escape the matrix, women are her pergamists. Fucking, this is how women are. This is how hoes these days. Like that fucking language is so destructive for men because then they right. just don't appreciate women at all. They fucking hate them. And right. then they overindulge in that shit. And they can't wait to watch the next clip of some dude just bashing women in general. And they're like, <laughs> I sure, right. yeah, show her. That does yeah. fucking nothing but make yeah. you angry. Okay. Yep. And when you're angry at women, or do you think you're just going to kill the game? You think you're going to, you think that that energy is going to stay with you when you go and talk to a pretty girl? Or are you going to be like, oh yeah, she's probably a bitch that only dates rich guys. That, or is that the way you're going to be? Cause that's right. likely the case you see. Right. So my space is underrepresented with the truth you see. And so instead right. I have guys that are out there just teaching about all the things that they do that, uh, that talk about all the, the maybe not great characteristics of 
what dating is like for women. And they use that as some sort of weapon against women overall. And it makes guys fucking hate women. And then what, right. you're going to go take advice from these people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so ridiculous. And then people think that I'm like that. It's so funny because people, so on one hand, I got people that call me a fucking misogynist. And then on the other hand, I got people that call me a simp because my content, as you mentioned, bodes to both. Because right. I'm able to understand the perspective on both sides. And because right. I can see both sides, that's why I'm effective. That's why my guys get girlfriends because they can, I'm, I'm spelling it out to them. Don't be mad at women. Just be, be, just be a better man. How about fucking that? And so that's what I teach actually. And prove your confidence by improving your life and then be a better man and then get the woman that you want instead of being mad that women don't choose you. How about yep. that? I find hundred percent like, like Woo. I love that. So, so listen, I, I'm glad you got amped up about that. Listen for the content that I put out for my realm, what people hate the most and what I get the most negative comments about and people attacking me and calling me names and attacking me and this and that is when I hold up the proverbial mirror and yeah. say, you could improve. Right. Here's yeah. how you can improve. I want you to be better, but here's what you can improve. Because they're going to turn around and say, you're attacking me. You're calling me names. We've been doing this for 30 years. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to help you by having you have a healthy level of self-reflection. But oh, no, if, if only it was the, if only the consequences of my own actions. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I right, right. Right. I 100% understand. I'm a pretty controversial guy. I'm a pretty controversial guy. But the, and, it's, and I don't think that, to be honest, I don't think that I'm being controversial at all. I think that I'm just being honest about what it is. I think that it's okay. Like I, the, I talk about women posting thirst traps. I, I talk, and that's okay to attract a mate. That's totally fine. I think about, I talk about men just um, going down the rabbit hole of fucking hating women. And then they themselves are probably not as good as they think they are. And then if, they, if we just own the reality first, then can right. you improve? Yeah. The guys aren't getting the right. girls they want because they're not as good as they believe that they are. Okay. Right. They're not as smart as they are. They think right. they are. They're not, they're not as successful as they pretend to be. And then they, they go, well, why don't women like me? They don't, they're just a bunch of bitches. You see, that's a problem for a lot of men, particularly young right. guys, but right. older guys too. Uh, Cause they just get frustrated. <clears throat> and then women are just putting themselves out there to attract the best possible mate while they're dating and or while they're single and dating. Um, and they do it like with social media in terms of like, you know, marketing material. That's what I'm going to call it. Right, <laughs> and right. There's nothing wrong with either of those things. Just fucking own it. You know, right. like if you're not, you're not, women aren't posting stuff on social media because it's for them. They're doing it for others. Let's just right. own that reality. And then for men, you're not as good as you think you are. And that's okay. You can get there. You can get better. And then through the improvement where your confidence improves, and then when your confidence improves and with the the direct result of your improvement, will you also be able to date a better pool of women? You see? So, right. and none of that comes from hating on women and just being mad that women choose men other than you, you see? And right. so I created a course for women because women were asking me all these questions and like, how do I meet good guys? I yeah. always get, I always, I always choose wrong because the likelihood that women choose the wrong guy is really, really high because typically they're, they're much younger women that are dating guys in age range, I'll say five to 15 years older than them. Right. right. And so, and they're in their twenties and they, and nobody, you know, I don't think anybody is, has enough life experience to be able to choose, have the forethought to choose the best partner for their life when they're in their fucking twenties. That's number right. one. So that's right. a big burden for women to bear because right. it's like, Oh, I'm 22. I need to start finding a guy to settle down with in my next husband or my first husband. And who I'm going to have kids with and have this romanticized ideal. And they're making that choice and partner at 22. Okay. And so because they think, well, we're going to date for two years. Then we're going to get engaged for about a year and a half, two years. And then we're going to get married. So they start doing the math. And it's like, oh, right. shit. If I'm 22 now, by the time I get married, I won't, I'll be 24 to 26, somewhere in there. And then we're going right. to get married for a couple of, stay married for a couple of years before my first kid. I'll have my first kid around 28, 29. And they start doing that math. Right. And they're like, that's a good timeline. So then women are expected to be able to choose correctly a good partner when they're 22 and know nothing. OK, right. which is a real because they got the stopwatch out. They've got the stopwatch out on when all these <laughs> things need to happen in large part, because like you said before, you fall into this life pattern, right? That everybody yeah. wants for you. Yeah. And, but to be honest, though, I think the stopwatch thing for women is reality. Like at the end of the day, if you want to have okay. healthy people, yeah. you don't want to have health. You don't want to have your first child at 40. You just don't. Right. So, so you only have a couple of tries of failed relationships before that's a realistic timeline for you. Yeah, yeah. It's almost too late for you to have kids. So it's a, the women have it way harder than men. Men, most men are useless before the age of 40. Most of them, 
They don't figure it out until around then anyways. That's when they start getting kind of like, okay, I've had my hands on a lot of pots. I found some successes in this. And I've really kind of figured out who I am and what I want to do with myself around 40. Women don't right. have the luxury to wait till then to decide who their partner is going to be um, right. so that they can have a baby <laughs> at 40. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, sure. Um, anyways, so what, what this means is, is that women have to be highly selective when they're young and they have to choose the best possible option for them. Okay. And what's wrong with that? What there's nothing wrong with that. And, and so men get frustrated at that, but then the likelihood that women are going to choose the wrong guy is considerably higher because they're choosing guys based right. on emotional things rather than maybe what's the most important person for their, the best possible partner for their life. And they're doing that at the age of 22. So what I did was create a program for women. That's how to meet uh, good guys and avoid players to just give them some insight from a player myself to tell them what it's like to be tricked by guys like me or how I used to be, you see, because right. I, I can, I can make you think I'm the best fucking guy possible. And I show them exactly how, how I would do it. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And it's right. like, if that isn't critical insight, I don't know what is like, right. I, I'm telling you the kinds of things that men will do to make you believe that they're the best partner for you to choose. Yeah. Right. Next thing right. you know, you're sleeping with them. Next thing you know, you're wasting six years of your guy of your life with a guy who will never marry you, never right. commit to you. And then and then you go, oh, my goodness, I, I can't believe they were a player. And then I wasted six years of my life. Right. And it's like, OK, well, let me help because I, I have some insights on this. This is how yeah. I used to live. <laughs> let me show you what we did. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that's sure. why I created that course for women. So so listen, by the way, as you know, I love your TikToks and two in particular. I love the one about conversation threading and I mm. love the one about how women civilize men. All right. talk, talk, talk to us about conversation threading. I was fascinated by this one. I love it. Yeah. So the conversation threading is, is uh, for guys. A lot of guys have a hard time uh, having conversations with women that they're attracted to. Right. If they go to another man and talk about a subject they're versed in, it's very easy and organic. But when they go talk to a woman, they don't know what to say. So they end up doing this thing where they like fire topics out of a shotgun. They're like, boom. So what do you like to do? Okay, great. Oh, cool. cool. Where are you from? Oh, that's great. Uh, have you, what, what, uh, what do you do for work? And like they just ask these like series of very interrogative questions. And they think that that's moving the conversation along. And it's not. It's just sort of like randomly asking things that they think that we want to hear. And it leads to a very boring conversation. The girls will get bored by the conversation because maybe they themselves aren't great conversationalists either. And then right. the, the women will then just blame the man for him being bored and, and, to, and, you know, kind of they're right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is what you should do is uh, it's really what they used to call in the nineties active listening. And that's all it really is where you're yeah. just paying attention and you're going, uh-huh. Yeah. But you're actually listening and then you're getting that information and using it to, to steer the conversation where you want it to go. So what it means is you start with a question like, where are you from? And then they go, they say that they're from somewhere. And that TikTok, I said, they're from Chicago. It's like, okay. So you take that information that they're from Chicago. Then you use all the information you know about Chicago. And then you, you, uh, the next question is related to the way that they answer. And then based on how they answer the next thing, right? The information that you gather from what they said is that what takes the conversation somewhere else. And then with acumen, with good social acumen, you can steer that conversation all the way to getting them to agree to go on a date with you. <laughs> you see right. what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you're listening to the thing and then, and then possible threads are created, right? Mm -hmm. So you ask one question and then from that one question, possible threads come out. So you have three paths you can go. If they're from Chicago, you can ask things about like the weather or like the pizza in Chicago or, or, um, or uh, maybe what's the, what kind of fun things are there to do in Chicago? You have three possible app options. So you, using your intelligence, you choose the path that will take them down the road of, in, of eventually getting to where you want the conversation to go, which is, oh, we should go on a date. I'll give you an example. Chicago is kind of big for pizza, yeah? It's like New York, but and then Chicago has their pizza, yeah? So right. you can start talking about pizza, and then she's like, oh, I love pizza. I used to go to this place called whatever, and he goes, oh, if you love pizza, you would really love this place in L.A. That's a sick pizza place, and they say they're from Chicago. We should go there sometime to see if that's actually true or not. And you see how you just, like, set up a right. date? By right. threading the conversation and you chose those topics all the way to the point where it made sense for you to go to a date. It's called anchoring. You find the, you find the thing that makes sense. And then you and then you take that you follow that path all the way down to where you create an opportunity to ask them for yeah. to go on a date. And then they'll yeah. agree because it makes sense conversationally. It's not just out of the left field. You're not just saying, 
What do you like to do? Oh, that's great. What do you do for fun? Oh, okay, great. What do you do for work? Oh, great. Oh, okay, great. Do you want to go on a date sometime? It's just like, it's like such a jarring right. thing. And a lot of guys go down that road, you know, and that will work if you're perceived as very high value, very attractive or very successful or whatever it is that will work, but it's a better, more, you'll get better, more consistent results. <clears throat> if you know how to steer a conversation all the way to a point for a reason as to why you should go on a date, not just do you want to go on a date? Look at me. Do you want to go on a date? <laughs> that works, right. but it's not, it doesn't work as good as we steer a conversation all the way to the point where it's like, oh yeah, we should go do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's a natural agreement. Right. And then you build, and right. then through that process, do you build rapport and comfort, you know, so too. So that's why conversation planning is so important. It's just like listening to the answers, thinking, and then coming up with possible threads, the conversation could go and then choosing the thread and uh, which takes you the conversation to where you want it to go. That's the, that's how it works. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And like I said, I have great respect for the level of technicality and analytical approach to this. I really do. And I think it can help a lot of people. That's why I wanted to talk about it. So um, one, one last question. Any inspirational words, words of wisdom you can give for that, you know, 45-year-old divorcee guy whose confidence is in the toilet bowl and just doesn't even know where to start? Yeah, you got to get your life back. That's, that's the biggest one. So you're, you, you just got out of a long-term relationship. You're, you don't know what to do with yourself. You're moved into maybe a shitty apartment. <laughs> right, right. And you're trying to right. date again. You're trying to date again. You're trying to pick things up. You got to get, you got to get into hobbies that are social hobbies. First of all, you got to get back in the gym. A lot of these guys in their forties are getting weight, big barrel gut. Um, you got to get back in shape. That's a big one. You got to change your wardrobe. You got to change your appearance in a way that's better. Um, Cause oftentimes guys that are, in relationships, they sort of let their appearance go a bit. Yeah. Uh, they start focusing on it as much. It's not as important to them. So they right. got to improve it the way. Look, the, your presentation to the world is fucking everything. First impressions are everything. And then the way you present yourself out there to women, particularly, is going to matter a lot. And you sh- and nobody has the right to think that they're above that. Right. Oh, I don't have to. This is just who I am. If she doesn't like me, if she doesn't like the way I look now, then um, she doesn't, she just, I don't even want her. She doesn't deserve me that a lot of guys will go down that road. And it's like, nobody's saying that, you know, but they are saying, what I'm saying is <clears throat> you should present yourself in the best possible way. You see, look your best. That's, that's, I mean, they touch it out. It's true. A kid. And it, over, over the years, especially as we get into these complacent relationships, we sort of lose sight of that. Um, but the reality is, is you got to present yourself well to the world, change the way you dress, improve the quality of your fucking hair, your look, your beard, whatever it is groom yourself meticulously well and then get hobbies that are social in nature um that would put you in the place of with with you know women not saying you necessarily need to start drinking so you go to bars and clubs every weekend or whatever but you definitely need to be in a place of social and if you're not doing those things um you're going to suffer immensely and be alone and i'm very lonely and you're gonna have a hard time meeting women and you're gonna resort to end up using dating apps not saying you shouldn't just saying that you dating apps should be supplemental to a social life an actual social life because even when if you do get somebody from a, a dating app you're going to want to be able to take them to dope things that you do in your life anyways, you see? Yeah. And if that's, and then if the, the answer is nothing, all you have is your kids, then that's not enough. Right. You need to, you need right. to do more, you know? So get hobbies that are social um, and interesting. Uh, groom yourself meticulously well, change your wardrobe in a way that presents yourself better to the world. And uh, you'll start having results right away, right away from that. Just, just, um, just, just changing your clothing alone is a huge confidence booster for a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Okay. Listen, Russell, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate the time you spent in coming on and chatting with us about how my, my divorced men especially can get their confidence back, get out of this, get back into the, get back out into the dating world. If people want to work with you, I know you have limited people you work with now. You're mainly doing online courses. Where can they find your courses? Where can they work with you? How can they get a hold of you? How can they find you? Well, you can go to my website, uh, RussellHartley.com. There's a link to my coaching website there. Get coached if you want to work directly with me. I have a program on there called How to Get a Girlfriend in 42 Days if you want one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, put a, I put a limit on I put 42 days is, is, a, is about the average that it takes for most of my guys, like this, the, the average success rate in that time Ooh, range. Okay. In that time range. Yeah. It's really, really good. So it's six weeks of work, but it, you'll kill the game. You'll be killing the game. As long as you're doing everything inside of the program. Um, uh, you, you can find that either on my TikTok. I have a link to my courses, sort of like a dim sum menu. You can yes. start with the text yes, game yes, guide yes. and start there. Yeah. 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 You can start with the text game guide 
or you can just go straight into the how to get a girlfriend in 42 days that text game guide is a part of that whole coursework um, yep. also follow me on instagram obviously mr dot russell hartley mr russell hartley that's mr to you uh, <laughs> right just, right just follow me on instagram <laughs> uh, i always post some really good funny and relevant stuff <clears throat> i would say most of my content is like story time um dating insights or or comedy because if you're not having fun with it you're doing it wrong anyways it's all it's all yeah. kind of funny when you think about it you know take yeah. this shit too seriously you have a hard time dating anyways so absolutely you the process so i always kind of mix comedy in there too so definitely follow yeah. me on instagram tiktok for sure yeah those same, tiktok same handle, mr russell hartley okay, those tiktok videos are awesome and, and listen even if it's just a start check out the TikTok. I'm telling you, it will draw you right in. When you see all of the science, the analytical approach to this, believe me, you'll appreciate it. And for somebody and for my guys who are recently divorced, believe me, a lot of you guys can really help it to take it. Oh, yeah. Really, those are the guys I help the most. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. So, Russell, thank you again so much for being on. You come on again sometime. We'll talk sure. again. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Or we'll do another live, something like that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sounds awesome. Thanks, Dennis. Yeah. Good to have you again. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to Divorce Stories. What a thrill it was to have Russell Hartley on with us. Again, you know, as I've said before, get back out there. Build your confidence. You know, your whole new life is waiting for you out there. Thanks again, Russell. Right. Thanks again, everybody, for, t- for tuning in to Divorce Stories. Again, with your host, Dennis Vetrano. Take care. Have a great day.